0: Mamas and you few good men that are listening as well. Glad you're here with me in today's episode of PP31. I am excited to be chatting with you today about your worldview. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? It is, believe me, it is. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about a resource that we have coming up that is available for you to help you determine your mindset, to help you determine your worldview. And your posture in your faith. And that is our brand new Bible study, Five Days to Faith. Now, I've been calling it different things, Beginner Bible Boot Camp, and doesn't that just sound like too much work to mess with? So, Five Days to Faith is going to be the title that I've gone with and that we're going forth with so that whether you're just dipping your toes into Bible study and what it means to be a new believer, if you've done it here and there, but maybe would like to brush up on some of the basics, or if you're a seasoned believer and you just want a tool, go back and refresh your soul, that's what this Bible study will do for you. So you can click the link in the show notes, go over to KathyLanham.com click the button there, or come join us over in our Facebook community, Productivity and Proverbs 31 community. And All of those places will give you the information that you need to sign up. I can't wait for you to join us in both places. Grab your pen, grab your journal, because you're going to want to write down some of these things and think about them. Hey, friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mom of five, former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, a messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee and let's get started. Okay, so the topic that we're diving into today is what is a worldview and what does it matter? And the reason that the Lord has laid this one on my heart to talk about more than once is over the past several weeks, I've come into contact with moms and their mothers In and we've had different conversations, and it just was blaringly obvious that it's their worldview that was swaying the way that they were thinking, and why they were at odds with one another, and why there was a difference of opinion. So let's just chat about worldview, and let's define it first off. So we're going to talk about why does it matter as your second thing, and then what does the Bible say? How do you develop a Christian worldview? And actually. going to do this in two parts because I think it is that important and I think it is a subject that we don't hear discussed very much and that we don't talk about very much. So I'm going to give it two, two episodes so that we can really dive into it, do a deep dive and come up with some answers that will solidify us in our faith. If you're not solid in what you believe, if you're brand new, then turn you in that way. So let's start with the very first point. What is a worldview anyway and why does it matter? Your worldview it's your particular philosophy. It's your philosophy of life. It's how you view the world. It's your conception of the world. And it's all of your attitudes. It's your values. Where do you get your opinions? Your stories. All the things that you expect from the world. That all goes together to form your world view. And then... Once you have these ingrained patterns and values and beliefs, it then influences how you make your decisions, how you live your life, how you spend your money, who you associate with, what you deem as success, what you don't deem as success. Our worldview actually influences whether we live egocentrically or generously, whether we live counterculture or cancel culture. Whether we live fake news, not fake news, politically inclined and public policy inclined or not, we show our worldview in our ethics, in our religion, in our philosophies, in our scientific beliefs. Unless you are a philosopher, a teacher or a seasoned Bible study leader, you're probably not sitting around discussing worldviews on the weekly. The time that it does come up, and we do discuss it, is when we're in a committed Bible study group or an accountability group or we're discussing our faith with other believers. But it's crucial in the life of a growing Christian. Most of the time we don't even think about it. It's just the way it is. It's just the way we've done things. It's just the way we were raised. But so important in raising up the next generation of believers, in equipping our kids and even ourselves to stand in our faith. We are told in God's Word that we are not supposed to have everything go our way and everything be easy. But we're to expect suffering, trials, tribulations. That's supposed to be our norm. But unfortunately, here in America, we have gotten into the idea of maybe easy believism. We don't want any of the suffering that comes along with being true Christians. We're fine looking like the rest of the culture, but we aren't Called to do that. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be the church. We're called to be the ecclesia, the called out ones. And developing our worldview is one of the ways that we do that. Now, I see this the most. The folks that seem to have a really good handle on this and the need for a solid worldview, the need for Jesus, the need for His truth and only His truth are those folks who were not raised in a Christian home. They've become a Christian and they now want to be the best version of themselves for the kingdom that they can be. They want to be the man, the woman, the mom, or the dad that God has called them to be in Scripture, according to Scripture. They didn't learn it in the way that they were raised, but they see the truth of God's Word, and now they want to run after that. The other time that it's very evident when folks are standing solid are those dramatic conversions for a person that's happened in their life. Those people, maybe they're a little bit older, maybe not, but they're freed from an addiction, freed from a sickness, delivered, healed from a cancer or some type of lingering illness. Folks who have been in an abusive relationship and who've come out on the other side of that. These folks are the ones that recognize the depravity of the pit that they've been delivered from And then in a similar camp are those that love them and have walked this hard journey of freedom with them. And they understand that only a worldview built on the truth of God's word and the truth of who God is, his mercy, his grace, and his love, that's the answer. And they see that very clearly because it's an experience that they have had and they are now living out. The third group that I think do come around and find that really looking at your worldview is important. Those of us who were raised in a Christian home and then maybe became very nominal in that faith or maybe even derisive. We've lived a life that's just been solely me-centered, but now you have kids or now you've gotten that hard medical diagnosis or your child has it or you you're the mom or the dad of a special needs child and you're seeking answers you've had the miscarriage you've got children in heaven your your marriage is falling apart you're facing times that have tried you and pulled you to the end and you realize you cannot leave eternity or even tomorrow up to chance or circumstance your world view is the value system that you have it's your philosophy it's your training that affects and influences how you look at everything in your life. That's why it matters. So point two is why does your worldview even matter? Because it shapes everything you do. It How you look at everything, how you act, how you interact with others, how you perceive the world around you, whether you're praying, speaking out to the universe for things to be manifested to you, or you're humbly asking the creator of the universe to bless you. Your worldview exposes and develops your character. Your worldview determines how you behave, how you act, how you react, how you react to situations, how you react to correction and training, how you live. Your worldview gives you your baseline for making decisions, whether these are small decisions that we would say on the day-to-day or the really big decisions. So your baseline for how you make decisions is based on what your worldview is. Your worldview is also the plumb line in your opinions. Are you living based on the fact that that there is absolute truth, there's absolute rights, and there are absolute wrongs? Or do you happen to live by the philosophy that, no, there's not an absolute truth. It's how it affects me and how I feel and what I want in the moment. Your worldview is also going to guide you in how you raise your family, how you deal with and live with your spouse, how you vote, how you how you view the dying, how you view the unborn, how you view all of life. Your worldview is your guide and that moral compass by which we operate. Okay, that's a lot. So, what is your worldview? What? How do you know what your worldview is? Is is there a such thing as a Christian worldview? And how does the Bible have anything to say about this? And the answer is yes, 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 yes. Amen. Friends, you are here today because yes, this is what the Lord has laid on my heart to share. Because in Colossians 2 verse 8, the Bible says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So God predicted it for us. He wrote it out. He says, hey guys, this is going to happen. Be aware that the people want to confuse you. They want to trip you up. They want to take you captive. The devil wants to feed you lies. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you don't know what I'm telling you, if you're not founded in my word, you're gonna. that's exactly what's going to happen. So that's Colossians 2, 8. And then again, it says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition and according to the elemental spirits of the world. And not according to Christ. Of course, if you need the little Bible verse that is, for me, a plumb line that tells you, yes, that absolutely we can trust the word, it's what does he say about himself? And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, the Bible says about itself, all scripture is God-breathed. It's useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the servant of God, which hopefully here today you are, the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God has a work for us. He has a worldview. He is creator. He's the sustainer. and Of course, that's my worldview. And he wants us to live in a way that reflects him to a lost and dying world. So then that's going to bring the question about, well, how do you do it? How do you develop your worldview? And I'll give you six six points here. The very first is to be a student of the word. Be a student of the word. And that's the Bible study I mentioned up front. I'm gonna throw it in a, another plug for it right here because it is it does not have to be difficult. It's a very um the five days to faith, it's a very comprehensive but easy, just a few minutes a day Bible study where you're looking at the word for yourself. You nobody else is telling you what to think or what to believe. You're looking at the verses and you're answering the question. So I'd love to have you join me in that. But be a student of the word. And get into that Bible study where you're looking at the Bible and you're making some applications to your daily life. You're changing those things that that you maybe had wrong opinions about. You're being corrected. You're allowing yourself the wisdom from God's word to begin to guide you forward. Number two, have an accountability partner or a mentor, a person who is older in the faith and can lead and guide you in truth. And number three, Attend a Bible teaching church. Now, whether it's online or we're still in the pandemic or it's an in-person Bible study, find one that is teaching the word and teaching the word as the primary resource for all of life. And then number four, use your God-given spiritual gifts and talents to begin to serve God the body and the world. It's going to increase your service and it's going to increase your reach. And it's when we see and meet the needs of others that God can grow our gifts and he can enable us to then live and serve and grow more. Number five, read and listen to podcasts, to books written by godly people. Question, learn, intentionally decide to grow yourself. Because when you do that, when you grow in your worldview and you develop your faith and you develop that platform of truth from which you're going to operate, then you're going to be able to turn and teach that to your kids. Not just to don't do this because I said don't do this. You're going to be able to reason. come Reason with me, the scripture says. And then the last part is so that then we can always evangelize. We can be ready and prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have within you. And we're to do this with gentleness and respect. And that's from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. We are told that we are to share this good news. We're to share our faith. We are not to be candles hidden under a bushel because that light, does not it doesn't see anybody. We're not to be salt-less. We're to be salt and light in this world. And that's why our worldview is important we're called to be servants of the Most High King. We're called to make a difference, to not be a part of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that when those around us are hopeless, when they have no hope, they know they can ask us for prayer. They can turn and ask us to give us, why is it that we believe differently? What is it that we believe? What is that hope that we have? And y'all, that is our worldview. That's why it's important is that as Christians, we are we are called to be set apart and we're called to be different. So that's what I want to encourage you in today is your call to action is join me in our five days to faith Bible study, click the link below come over to facebook and join us in the productivity and proverbs 31 community Facebook group. Come be us a partner. Give us the opportunity to pray for you, to hear your needs, and then for you to do the same for us there in the community. That is a great way to get started. And then, of course, listen to the next part of this episode because it is a two-parter because next, in my next episode, we're going to talk about what are the seven different worldviews and seven questions you can ask to determine where somebody's coming from. And y'all, I pray that this is a blessing for you today and that you will go be a blessing to others because when you are a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, take care. Hey guys. Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online, and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at KathyLanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at KathyLanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.